We're back. Season two, episode one of the Roger That Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Guy Boston Sports. I'm excited to be back. I know Evan is. I'm your host, Cam Farnham, alongside my co-host, Evan Singleton, and let's get to it. All right, Cam, we are pumped to be back on today's episode of Roger That. We have, you know, just a little rundown of our fantasy team and uh, our personal league that we did with our, uh, our, our guys from back home. Then we have a little segment that you came up with, genius, by the way, fact or fiction. We'll get into that more. And uh, we're going to do a quick walkthrough of each game going on this weekend, week one of this NFL season and the fantasy season. Then we'll get into another segment called Love Hate. Going to get fired up for that one, and we'll close it off with a start-sit and uh, maybe get into some of these questions that uh, you guys have left left us. So let's hit it, Cam. Let's talk about our fantasy season. Yeah, so you know, Evan, um, going back a year ago today, we we started this podcast, and um, never would I have thought we've kind of, what would you say, we've tripled in size? And, I'd say um, centuple, really. Yeah, I mean, we... I um, think that's like five times. It could be wrong. Yeah, we've always loved fantasy football. We've always... Um, We've always loved talking about it, so we decided to do this podcast. And thanks to everyone who's followed us, who's um, kind of just interacted with us um, over our Twitter account. Um, we expect a busy season, and and that's definitely what we like. Oh yeah, more more work is more fun for us. Exactly. So going back into we drafted um, a little bit on the early side. Um, a little bit. I don't know about a little bit. Maybe like. Maybe a lot of it. Maybe like a lot of it. Yeah, last season yeah, was barely we, done. <laughs> yeah, but we um we like to do our draft with an actual draft board. Um, kind of make a day out of it. Yeah. Um, and this was the only time we all we all could make it. Um, and you know there was a lot of drama going into the day because we are very into draft pick trading. So a lot of people were trading their draft picks the day of. A lot of people, including myself, actually traded their keeper. Um, I traded Le'Veon Bell. Um, was it a good move for me? Only time will tell. We'll get more into his situation later on in the podcast. But Evan, let's get into our teams. Let's dissect. Um, let's dissect our teams. Okay. Kind of what route we went and kind of um, why we did it. So let's start off with your team. All right. Um, well, how you first, feeling about first your team? let's uh, let's preface our our league here. It's a ten team league. No tight ends and extra flex. Right. So two flex. I guess that's all we really need to do. Half PPR. Just to give you guys some background, uh, how am I feeling about my team? Um, at the running back position, I feel feel great. Leonard Fournette and Melvin Gordon. Fournette was my keeper, and uh, uh, Melvin Gordon was the um, my my first pick. Now, I mean, those are two guys I had on my team last year, so mm-hmm. I, I just I just kind of went with them. And then you know, my third, my next pick was Adam Thielen. Who, if you have listened to this podcast podcast since last season. You know that I was an absolute genius. And Absolutely. Cam, Cam, I made Cam eat his words. Now that's probably one of the first times I've made him do that, where he's done it for years to me, you know, with Kamara and uh, just other guys. But uh, Adam Thielen was like my first, you know, throw something at the wall and hope it sticks. And uh, it worked, you know. Adam Thielen, I was preaching. I practiced. I picked him up. And uh, I drafted him last year, so I was practicing what I preached. I, I was just all in on Thielen. And um, after the draft, everyone was kind of shitting on me for him. And yet, you know. He can't. He he rung true, and he definitely was a good pick. But after that, I go. So my team is Ben Roethlisberger, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon. Like I said, Adam Thielen, Chris Hogan, Zach Ertz, Jay Ajayi, Rams defense, and Jake Elliott. Um, 
we'll just stick with starters for now, I guess, Cam, right? We don't need to talk too much yeah, about I mean, unless there's highlights yeah, I mean, on your bench. Um, me looking at your team, um, I guess you had a feeling that you were going to take Adam. So, oh, um, there we go. I got what, a feeling. Yeah. yeah. One thing, I'm looking at your team. One thing I love um, is, I guess, you're, you have a lot of depth. I know we want to talk about starters right now. Um, but if you look at your um, bench, and I know I'm going off guard and everything, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, you have Cooper Cup, who's owned in eight, almost 90% of leagues yep. um, on your bench. He was second in the NFL in red zone targets last year. I know they did get Brandon Cooks, but at the same time, when has Brandon Cooks ever been yeah, a huge not red even, zone Not guy? even close, right? Yeah. And then I also have Sammy Watkins on there, who he's just a flyer. You know, it looks like he's owned in in plenty of leagues. Um, and he, I really took him as kind of like a, you know what, new year, new Sammy. But guess what, Cam? I think people have been falling into that trap for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, you know, he's like I said, he's on my bench and he's a wide receiver and he's even below Cooper Cup on my depth chart. So it's not the worst guy to have because we do know that kid has some talent. No, absolutely. And looking at your team, I would say the past couple years, um, I think you've always gone um, running back heavy. Oh, yeah. um, it's it's worked out for you um, in the past, and I don't see why it won't um, this year, especially when you have talents like Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette. Two I mean, both guys. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy that you have both of them on your team, um, and hopefully they'll make a run for you. Yeah. Well, let's. Well, you want to talk crazy? Let's get into your team because you got a you got a couple. Uh, like I have the wide, I have the running backs. Your wide receiver core is pretty like holy crap too. So uh, why don't you uh, just talk about your team because I know it's a lot different than mine. Yeah, I mean, um, kind of on um, on the opposite of you. I've always gone wide receiver heavy. Um, there's always there's something about getting um, third down backs on my team that I don't know. It's just. They just get me excited. They just they're gonna be on the field for third round for third um third downs, excuse me. And they always have a chance of just catching that dump off pass and going and going and going. It's not like I have two running backs that aren't technically, I guess, solidified starters, but let's run down my team real quick. Um I had a very busy offseason. Um, like I said, I had a bunch of um players, uh, aka some keepers. Ended up trading a bunch of them to get my guys. Um, I started off um, with Alvin Kamara. He's someone that, um, like Evan said, I raved about him from week one last year. Um, People didn't believe you. You got you, and, and they're all idiots now. Like he's one of the best players in the league, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I remember, you know, you bringing it up on the pod last year, bringing it up on Twitter, and people were like, "Really? No, they have Adrian Peterson too." Mm-hmm. And like the thing about him is. You look at him. He's owned in 100% of leagues, started in 99.7. You go back a year, he's owned in less than 5% of leagues. And guess what, Evan? Who had him? Cam Farnham from Roger That. Yeah, so going down the board, like I said, I made a lot of... um, a lot of trades um, ended up with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, also ended up with Julio Jones. So that one-two wow, wide receiver combination, um, in my opinion, is is the best in our league. And it's really tough to get a better um, one-two punch than DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. No, and it, that's that's what I really like about our. our the the way that both of us play fantasy football it's that you get that one two punch of wide receivers you do it year in and year out and then I'm on the exact flip side of it and I go that one two punch of running backs you know we both have 
have a uh, top five in their their uh, respective position, and we just kind of pound away at that. Yeah, and I mean, one thing that I will say right now is it doesn't matter if you go running back or wide receiver heavy. If you know football mm-hmm. and you have a sense of who's going to perform, you can be successful in fantasy football. Right. So I don't want to see anyone being like all like – like all the fantasy analysts this year talking about, oh, you need to get your running backs early. You need to get your first two picks definitely need to be running backs. Why? Yeah. It's absolute crazy to me for someone to sit up there and write an article and tell me who to draft. I'm my own person. I'm yeah. going to make my own decisions. And that's why I ended up with Hopkins, Julio Jones, and Kamara. And guess what? I'm I took Josh Gordon. And I know you have your feelings on Josh Gordon. We'll get, I know we'll a lot get of people him, do. Yeah. We'll get into him. I know he hasn't really <laughs> played in, a, <laughs> yeah, played a, in yeah. a long time. And I probably took him about two rounds too early. Because <laughs> let's talk about this. I took him after, actually, before week one of the preseason. Yeah, we, we drafted. I know we kind of alluded to it earlier. We drafted on, was it August 3rd? Yeah. Yeah, that's early. So, so I took Josh Gordon before knowing he, he reported back to camp, before that he was going to play. So I took him before any of that, and he is going to play on Sunday. Yep. We'll get more into him later. I took him early. Um, but a Hopkins, Julio Jones, and if Josh Gordon can return to form when he led the league in receiving, mm-hmm. you guys better watch out. All right. One pick that I do love is I did just pick up James Conner. Yep. You know, he is now owned in 76% of leagues. That's a 63.5% increase. Oh, yeah. um, he started at almost 50% of leagues. Um, and if Bell's, Bell's not going to show up, I mean, you think about when he, Bell, um, I believe Bell um, and LeGarrette Blunt got suspended two games. Mm-hmm. I think it was two years ago, Evan. Yeah. And I picked up um, D'Angelo Williams. Right. And he was absolutely incredible for me. So me taking James Conner kind of brings me back to when I had Bell, but then I picked up D'Angelo Williams, and he kind of took off for me. Yeah. Um, and but the thing and, about, you know what's the thing about James Conner, and like everyone says and everyone sees it too, they're almost saying like, hey, this guy isn't like a backup running back. Like this kid is like yeah. a good running back. It it's just, his time it to just, shine. It just so happens he's playing behind probably one of, if not the best running back. So like James Conner isn't, D'Angelo Williams, like if he went off for you a couple years ago, I'm thinking James Conner is going to do even better. No, absolutely. And that's another thing. You see all the Steelers Offensive linemen, the people that block for yeah. Le'Veon Bell are talking about him in a in a pretty in a pretty uh, bad manner. Would you say, Evan? I'd say that that's you know to say to to put it lightly. Yeah. What do you th- what do you think that shows about James Conner? Do you think do you think they would be telling Le'Veon, oh well, then just just stay home, stay home and don't play if you're going to be like that? If James Conner wasn't ready and they didn't have full confidence in him? No, no. They. I'm thinking this is a classic. The star is too big for his britches. The guys like the kid that's coming up, and it's almost his time to shine, like you said. And everyone's on Team Connor, so uh, I think that that just speaks like speaks volumes to how good this kid is. Because again, even if even if he was just kind of like the backup, 
No one would be uh, trash-talking Le'Veon. No one would be saying things in public about Le'Veon if uh, if they needed him back. That's like a sign and like a, a you know an ode to, you know, we don't even need Le'Veon to be good. They're confident in Connor. Yeah, I mean, they have enough offensive weapons with Juju Smith, um, with Antonio Brown. And James, I'm telling you right now, James Washington, I said this from the start. I said it at the NFL Combine. Whoever James Washington goes to, he's going to have an immediate impact. And I don't know what that's going to mean for Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't know if that's going to take away some volume from him. But I'm just letting you know, I think this is going to be a very, very, very pass-heavy Pittsburgh Steelers team going into 2018. Well, that's good because Ben Roethlisberger is my quarterback right now because Carson Wentz is a uh, in a weird situation where he was supposed to be good and wasn't even cleared for practice. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. um, all right, Cam. Let's uh, let's get into our new segment. It's called Factor Fiction. We kind of touched on a couple of these, mm-hmm. um, but you know, let's. Uh, this is going to be a segment that I guess we just kind of, you know, we're going to go Factor Fiction. It's either black or white. You got to pick one of them. You can do a little explanation if you want, but we're going to go uh, a little bit of rapid fire here. So, so why don't you start us off? Yeah. Uh, so our first one, um, back to alluding to the Steelers, is Le'Veon Bell going to play Week One? Is he going to report? I think right away. I think uh, fiction. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, I'm fiction too. Even if he does report, um, if you're Mike Tomlin, you can't play him with nope. with maybe a full one full practice. Yep. Uh, what about Alvin Kamara? Will have 30 plus touches on Sunday versus Tampa Bay. You know what? I'm gonna go fact on that. I'm gonna tell you why. 30 plus touches, not carries. I think he'll get between 20 and 25 carries. And I'm telling you right now, I think they're gonna use him more than ever um, in the backfield. So I'm gonna say fact. I uh I am unfortunately I know he's on your team but I'm going fiction but that's not to say he's not gonna go off mm-hmm. because that's a pretty high number I'm thinking more of like a I'm thinking more of an eighteen and ten type of split or maybe a twenty and nine you know what I mean I'm thinking he's right there right on the cusp but thirty plus just is just too big of a number for me he might make me eat my words and that's fine you know what I mean I'm not I'm not uh you know cementing myself to it righty. Corey Davis will finish as a top twenty wide receiver this week. <sighs> I don't think so. Uh, fact, uh, fiction. Yeah, I'm with you. I know people are waiting for him to break out. He was an early first round pick, um, and I really hope he does. Yeah, um, I'd love to see him but, be good. I'm just not willing to not willing to say fact yet. Yeah, I'm gonna go fiction for week one. Hopefully that changes by week two. Yep. All right. Next, we have Melvin Gordon will have six plus receptions this year or this uh, this week. I'm gonna go fact. Me too. I think that the way that they've just talked about him, and, and that's a, you know, we discussed this number prior to, and and I think that that's just a very gettable number for him. The way that they've talked about him, and that he's kind of like put Austin Eckelord to, to rest. You know, I think he'll still see, you know, a little bit of a snap count, but Melvin Gordon, the way that they're talking about him in the offense and being a three down back and also being able to catch balls out of the backfield, I'm thinking that a six plus reception is almost, I hate to say it, but maybe a lock, you know? I, I hate to mm-hmm. jinx him, but that's, that's a good, uh, it's a good one right there. Yeah, alrighty. Tyreek Hill, one of your favorite players, will have oh, 100 receiving yards week one versus the Chargers. I mean, I would have said fact, even if it was 200 plus receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Not really, yeah. but uh, no, I think the way that he's he's he has meshed with Mahomes as if they're sleeping in the same bed, Cam. Yeah, you know, I'm letting you know, I had Tyreek Hill. Unfortunately, I did trade him. It was to get Julio. I'm all aboard the Tyreek Hill train this year. Um, I think he's in store for a monster, monster year. Just a quick shout-out to me. Him and Adam Thielen were my receivers last year, and everyone's like, wow, Evan, your uh, your, your receivers stink after the draft, and lo and behold, they be, they both top 10 wide receivers last year. Just saying. 
Just saying is right. right. Juju Smith-Schuster will score a TD versus Cleveland. I'm going fiction, and I'm going to let you know why with two words. James Washington. All right. I like it. You just talked about how good you think Washington is. I'm going to go. I'm going to go fact. And I guess that's partially because you went fiction. But I think that, you know, he's the guy that everyone has been kind of discounting and being like, okay, well, it's Washington Brown, um, you know, the the running back game, that type of thing. I think that I think that uh, Juju Smith is going to be uh, or Juju Smith. Schuster, I think he's going to be all right. He. I, I, I'm only really riding this because I uh, want to be controversial, but I'm thinking I'm, I'm going fact just so I can just so I can maybe have one up on you. Alrighty, And um, I know you're going to have a great feeling about this, but Adam, Adam Thielen will have seven or seven or more receptions. Fact. You know what? I'm going to go fiction. And I'm going to let you know why. Oh, boy. I do like Thielen this year. He's very he's been one of the most reliable receivers. Um Besides, like Larry Fitzgerald and everything like that, I mean, he catches everything. Yep. Um, highest, uh, highest catch per second, like second highest catch percentage since he's been in the league, um, out of everyone. So yeah, I whatever. just think, I just think there's too many mouths to feed there. I mean, you got Dalvin Cook, you got Diggs, you got Kyle Rudolph, um, and Laquan Treadwell's looked pretty good in the preseason. Those mouths um, have been there for years. They just got a better quarterback. No, I, I'm not saying you said. Well, I said seven or more receptions week one, and right. he could he could have six catches for 180 yards yep. and three touchdowns. Seven, seven's a high think. number. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right, here we go. Patrick Mahomes will finish as a top seven QB this week. That's a good one. You know what? At first, I would have told you definitely not. Um, but the more and more I watch him, the more and more I've been seeing the offensive scheme that they're running. Yeah. They're let they're letting Mahomes sling it. They're letting Mahomes do whatever he wants with that ball. I think I think we I think we should just become a uh, huge Patrick Mahomes podcast. We'll ride him. All right, we'll be like Tyreek Hill and we'll ride him. All right, next one. Moving on. Saquon Barkley, eighty or more rushing yards. That's a tough one. I think that we picked a really good number there. I'm going to say, oh, that is a tough one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he. I'm going to say fiction, but I think that he's going to get a couple goal line touchdowns. So I think he's going to have a really good week, but I'm not thinking that he's going to rush for like a hell of a lot. Yeah, I'm going uh, um, I'm going fact on that. I think he's right. going to get enough volume to where he's going to exceed that um, that magic number of 80. All righty. Um, so this one's this one's a fun one. This is our 10th one. Every week we'll do 10. And here is our final one. Derek Henry, more fantasy points than Dion Lewis. Fact or fiction? This has been a talk of the preseason and who's going to be that main back, who's going to actually score more points. So Derek Henry, more than Dion Lewis this week, Cam? I'm going fiction. Um, I'm going um, Dion Lewis. I'm a big Dion Lewis guy. Yeah. Um, I was hoping he was going to uh, fall to me in our fantasy draft. Unfortunately, he didn't. Um, I just think that he's too valuable to not to not use, and I just think yep. that out of the backfield, uh, him and Mariota are really gonna um, get some chemistry going, um, and I think Dylan Lewis is gonna have a great year. Right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm riding with you. I'm going fiction because how many times? Is somebody or or someone gonna count out Dion Lewis? You know what I mean? They Crazy. didn't think he was even gonna be a, a, a even. He, they thought he's gonna get cut in New England last year, and uh, turns out being their best running back realistically. And now Derrick Henry, a guy that kind of just you know was up and down last year, realistically didn't even like. What is everyone? I I do like Derrick Henry this year. I'm not gonna lie. However, what is everyone basing this on? 
what is everyone basing the uh, this this hype on in the fact that he can do one thing, kind of like run from point A to point B, and he does it hard. But Deion Lewis with a mobile quarterback and a uh, you know a, a fast paced offense like that, Deion Lewis is dangerous. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think Deion Lewis is in store for a big year, and he's one of the toughest guys to tackle on the open field. Yeah, and the thing, the fact that they they run out of the shotgun inside the ten yard line a lot. Kind of bodes well for Deion Lewis over Derrick Henry that they're not lining up in I formation with a fullback. So I do like Deion Lewis. I'm with you. Fiction that that Derrick Henry scoring more. Deion Lewis will get more fantasy points this week than Derrick Henry. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Cam. Let's uh, let's move on to our just kind of walk through of the week, and um, we're gonna try and do this. You know, not bore you guys. We're gonna kind of go through and kind of just talk about like the studs of the game right we're not going to get into the the uh, fourth string wide receivers should you start them or sit them that's going to be saved for when we do you know five or six start sits um but cam pittsburgh cleveland what are you thinking at the quarterback position i'll just say my thing real quick i think i really like big ben this week um though he has the home road split that everyone talks about i think big ben has so many weapons and uh i don't think cleveland's ready for it you know i think i uh i think i bought into uh the hard knocks hype did you? you know, I don't know. There's something about there's something about Cleveland that I think. Do I think they're going to make the Super Bowl? No. Do I? Th- I think they're going to be competitive. And I'm telling you right now, I think Tyrod Taylor's in store for a big day, especially from number twelve. All right. So, so in that game, you're going QB favor in Cleveland, huh? When we get to the running back position, what are you thinking out of like you know the Carlos Hyde's, the Duke Johnsons, compared to James Conner? Because if Le'Veon Bell doesn't play, it is kind of like James Conner against the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm James Conner. Um, I'm not just saying that because he's on my team. I'm saying that based off of a volume standpoint. Yep. Um, Cleveland, you have Carlos Hyde, you have Duke Johnson, and I mean, you, you have a second-round pick in Nick Chubb who looked great the last two preseason games. I know the last preseason game wasn't a lot of starters in, but I mean, he's running tough. He's hitting his gear. He's putting his head down, and he's getting yards. He's falling forward, and he's someone that I think we're gonna have to keep our uh, keep our eyes on him because oh. he could have an impact on maybe even like a second flex spot late in the year. Um, but I think Duke Johnson's my guy for Week One for Cleveland. Tough to uh, tough to hear you say that as I just dropped Nick Chubb yesterday. Yeah, so I, I mean, think I think we differ on uh, differ on him. I think that um, I think we know where you're going with this. You know, talking the wide receivers there. I think you love in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Over over Antonio Brown, Juju, and uh, Washington? Or are you just, in terms of value and everything you like in Cleveland? You know, I think, I mean, you should never, never go against Antonio Brown because right. he'll just, you'll, he will make you pay every single time. He's arguably um, the best receiver in the league. He's going to see a ton of volume. Um, but as for volume, as has, especially in my scenario, as my first flex spot, um, getting some value out of Josh Gordon. He could put up wide receiver one numbers in the snap of a, snap of a finger, yep. or he could play five snaps and not record a catch. But so I mean, it's a, it's risky. Going against that that Pittsburgh secondary is going to be a pretty good pretty good uh, pretty good for Josh Gordon. It's going to really uh, bode well for him. What about Cincinnati and Indianapolis? Not really like a, not a very sexy game by any means. You know what I mean? But uh, what are you thinking of the quarterbacks there? Anything jump out at you? What are you thinking of the Red Rocket or anything like that? You know, I um, if I'm playing daily, um, daily fantasy, um, I think there's a. T- I do, I, I do have a ton of uh, of uh, Andy Dalton in my DFS 
teams this week. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's cheap. cheap. He's yep. going up against the Colts, and I think AJ Green's in for a monster year. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, honestly, nothing on the Colts side excites me whatsoever. T.Y. Hilton, sure, maybe, but like nothing excites me. Yeah, I need to see more out of Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton before yeah. I will plug and, them into any And I do. I honestly need to see, going back to Cincy, I need to see more from Mixon. I just, I, I can't buy into the hype right now. Literally, if we're talking DFS, like, I don't want to pay for the hype. So if Mixon goes out and kills it, mm-hmm. then then good. I'll pay for him next yeah, week. Exactly. But, um, you know, that's where I am right there. Tennessee, yeah. Miami, we talked about, we talked about uh, Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry. What about the quarterback situation here? Because, you know, Mariota, who's been pretty much a disappointment so far into his career, I'd say, just in terms of what he was projected to be. Uh, But then you look at a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who I was pretty high on last year, and then, you know, he goes and tears Mm -hmm. up his knee. Um, Either one of those guys even tickle the fancy? Uh, You know, um, if I had to pick, obviously I'm going Mariota, but uh, I think I'd stay away from um, both those quarterbacks. Yeah, and I am almost maybe, maybe... The running backs are the only bright spot of this game. I'm still not sold on a Devontae Parker. Um, you know, like we said, we want to see more out of the Tennessee wide receivers. Everyone wants to buy in, but, you know, like guys like Rashad Matthews, too. Those guys just haven't been proven yet. But, um, you know, the running back situation is kind of cool here. You know, you got Kenyon Drake on Miami side. Then you got the Lewis and Henry over there. Those guys are a couple names to consider. Yeah, you know, I'm so stuck on Kenyon Drake because one one day I'll pull him up in my fantasy app and I'll and I'll want to offer a trade for him and then the next day I get a report that's talking about Kalen Balaj or even Frank Gore so yeah. I don't I honestly don't know yeah um and and that's where I'm gonna put until I, I until I see a couple weeks in if you're playing DFS I think maybe Deion Lewis in our mind is maybe the only guy you can even look at there I agree. In that game. Yep. So here we go into uh, Minnesota, San Fran. We got Jimmy G playing against Kirk Cousins. Those are I I I mean it's an exciting game. That's pretty exciting, just because there's a lot of storylines. New QB in the good team last year, Minnesota. Jimmy G, who still hasn't lost a game as a starter, um, for San Francisco there. So if you had to choose Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins, who are you going with? Because I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say Kirk Cousins solely because of experience and solely because uh Jimmy G has not fully proven himself even being a Patriots fan. Yeah, I mean um I love Jimmy G. Um he's probably my second favorite quarterback in the league. Um but What's at the, the same time ta- Tom Brady, obviously. Oh, okay. Um okay. five 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 rings. Yeah. Um but uh got? you know you gotta go with Kirk Cousins. Um that offense is gonna be very very explosive and uh, i think he's easier to trust yeah i think i think in terms of uh you know with 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 mckinnon going down for week one i would stay away from the san francisco backfield i don't know if you agree with me cam but i would say wait to oh, see. absolutely yeah wait to see if it's gonna be mortis or brita uh morris or brita do not jump and try and be the the hero that's not where you're gonna make your bills but uh in terms of backfields you can definitely you can definitely look at dalvin cook latavius murray maybe even but um Minnesota. That might be the best one too in the uh, yeah, in the that's, league. That's going to be because they even said like Latavius Murray is going to have a role this year. He's not just going to be a backup. And then you know you look at Minnesota's receivers and Stephon Diggs, um, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. Kyle Rudolph. <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, this is going to. We talked about it early last year. We kind of were ahead of the Minnesota train. We were te- we we're saying that we love that offense and stuff. It just got better this year, Cam. Yeah, I mean they're a team that's going to put up points. Um, their defense is. 
is pretty pretty lights out. I mean, I'd say a top three defense in the league. Yep. Um, oh yeah, oh, they're, yeah. They're gonna be they're gonna be a contender this year. So uh, definitely watch out for Minnesota. Yep. So uh, then we get we get to Houston. I know you're hoping for some offensive action in Houston as uh, Deshaun Watson's your quarterback, but I know you said it. Tom Brady's your favorite quarterback, so I think you're looking for a good performance from Houston, but also looking for Brady to perform, right? Yeah. You know, this is this is a tough one for me because it's it's fantasy over real life and if i'm being completely honest go new england um yeah we, we all if, say it we all say it yeah I mean, you, you don't root against the boys no you can't what kind of what kind of people would we be if we rooted against our team right for for our fantasy team we love fantasy but we we love tom oh yeah we're diehard pats fans so yep. cam really the uh i have two questions for each team houston backfield what are you thinking you know, I love Lamar Lamar uh, Miller this year. Um, I, I, I really I do. Yep. Um, they said he's going to be a three-down back. Um, I think he's a great RB2, and I think he has the potential to be a fringe um, RB1 if he can just get in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, we can't forget that he was a stud a few years back. Now, Cam, mm-hmm. let's talk about the uh, the question here, and that's the New England receivers. Obviously, excluding Gronk. Who are you liking with the, you know, is there anyone that you're looking at in terms of Chris Hogan, maybe Cordero Patterson, or, um, you know, Philip Dorsett? Could you be could you be interested if I'm offering some DFS stuff for Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, or um, James White? Anyone? You know, um, there's a couple intriguing DFS plays, um, Daily Fantasy plays for me. Uh, and first, that's Chris Hogan. I mean, he's not going to be that expensive, um, but at the same time, the you know Houston's going to try to take away Rob Gronkowski um, right. in any way they can. Yep. So I mean Hogan might have uh, just one on one coverage, um, and if Hogan can just start catching catching have more balls because I know in the uh, in the preseason um, he he was dropping a lot, Evan. But, yeah, uh, I mean he I also think looked, he looked pretty good in terms of getting himself open though. Exactly, it was ups and, and downs for him. Yep, agreed. Yeah, he's going to have the separation and for running back. Um, I don't think you're going to get more better value um, than anyone out of uh, than James White. I mean, you are huge James White this week, huh? You know, James White is someone that he's not going to get 15 touches a game, but I mean, when he's on the field, it's usually pretty close to the uh, to the goal line. And I, you've said it before too, so I'm not trying to steal your thunder. But when he's on the field, he gets the ball. It's like it's like it's, it, yeah, it's exactly. Like how, how defenses haven't picked up on that yet? is like kind of crazy because it's like James White just gets himself open, whether he goes into the slot or anything. It's like when he's in the game, he usually gets the ball. Like if you're literally playing defense, you literally, and if you see number 28, yeah, he's legit going to get the ball. So you literally, should probably tackle him. 99.99 times 100% of the time, he's going to get the ball. That makes like sense. 28 is getting the ball. Getting the ball. I would also consider uh, Rex Burkhead, if we can find a little bit more about his uh, good to go status, but let's mm-hmm. uh, let's move on here. Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. You know, uh, this is an intriguing game for me. Yeah, Let me I was tell you ask why. Ask you about your your boy. Yeah. See, I'm more. I'm not worried, or I'm. There's no questions about me with the Saints offense. Michael Thomas, Kamara, Breeze. I right. mean, play them all. What are you going to talk but about? Yeah. Something that's intriguing me is. One, Mike Evans isn't isn't getting the love that um, I know we had a down year last year, but I mean, Mike Evans is still an elite wide receiver. And the fact that people he's sometimes he's even slipping to the early third round Mm -hmm. is preposterous. I mean, it's 
people do forget that he was volume volume so... turn up the volume button <laughs> volume 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 get closer to the mic <laughs> um yeah no i'm with you there i i we were texting before the draft and talking about how you were going to be able to get up there and get evans and stuff like that i like mike evans his just physical ability is is up there and you know if his quarterback got it together or even if their offense just started to click more he's going to be like a big time threat yeah and one my i think the biggest question mark is the Tampa Bay backfield I mean can we talk about an historically bad preseason for Ronald Jones yep I mean I'll admit I before um I was thinking about drafting him he was on my he was on my oh absolutely and he obviously you can't take too much um away from the preseason but at the same time like that's the competition he's going to be facing and probably even better because a lot of teams sat their starters. So if he can't get that separation or if he can't just hit that hole and go, I don't know. I'm not giving up on him now. He's on my roster right now. I also have Peyton Barber, who he's going to get the first um, kind of the first crack at the starting role. Yep. Um, I'm playing him DFS. Okay. All right. Uh, Cam, we got breaking news. Breaking news. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz is not expected to play for a few more weeks. Really? So it's not even week one. He's not expected to play for a few more weeks, and they are handling this um, and looking at the far the uh, the the future of the franchise, not necessarily just this season. So that is not a good sign for Carson Wentz owners. Me myself being one of them, although I'm not, I'm never never really gone up in arms about quarterbacks. So this Carson Wentz thing doesn't really bother me. It doesn't really bother me. However, it is breaking news for Carson Wentz owners. Yeah, I mean, it's if you're an Eagles fan. Um, you have to be happy about this. I understand he's out, but like, what would be the point of rushing your franchise guy for the next 10 years back? Right. I mean, especially when you just won the quarterback with a backup, whether it happens again or not. I mean, when the Super Bowl with your backup, like whether it happens or not, it doesn't matter. But like Eagles fans have some have some vision, man. Let this guy heal up. You guys will be in a perfect you guys will be in a perfect spot. Once he comes back, yeah. I said from the beginning, he should miss the first four weeks. Come back week five. Yeah, I, I'm OK with that. I don't know if I hold on to him. But like I said, I don't really I don't really throw a hissy fit over quarterbacks in fantasy. Um, but um, anyways, let's move on. Not to get off the rails here. I just want to talk about running backs in this matchup. Jacksonville versus New York. We have Leonard Fournette and Saquon Barkley. Leonard Fournette was a sure thing rookie last year. And who's the sure thing rookie this year, Cam? Saquon Barkley, product of Whitehall High School in Pennsylvania, where I'm actually living right now. Yeah, Cam. So, uh, who you who you taking? Let's uh, let's either put this on, you know, if it's a it's a start him or him type of thing, or if you're doing your draft tonight, who are you looking for, Fournette or Saquon? In DFS, you know, maybe you I'm, know. I'm gonna go with Leonard Fournette. Um, you have to. Yeah, I mean, he's it's nothing against Saquon, right? It's just like. Oh yeah, nothing yeah, against him. He's a great player. He's gonna he's gonna have a great great day. I just think. Leonard Fournette against that Giants defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see him getting 30 carries along. Which is like, he. I think he had like in the first, I think it was like first five weeks last year, he had the highest percentage of of uh, that. So, I mean, I'm loving Fournette. You know he's on my team. You know I'm also a huge Fournette guy. So, uh, yeah, let's move on here. Buffalo, Baltimore. I don't think if I don't think I, if I had to pick a a worse, just, you know, like something I might not even watch uh, week one of the uh, the year, Buffalo versus Baltimore. I mean, who you, I mean, who do you want to talk about in this game? Skip it. Don't even look at it. 
Um, I mean, the Ravens have better jerseys. There you go. They're purple. All right. Purple color wise. Uh, Kansas City, Los Angeles. This is a this is a uh, game that that's I really a heavy. Like. That's a heavyweight match. This is a game. If you are looking for DFS or even, you know, if you're if you're looking for guys to uh, to to kind of, I guess, you know, in a start sit scenario, this is a pretty I think this game's going to have a um, have a lot of action going on. So mm-hmm. let's start with uh, let's we already talked about Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Let's talk about Kareem Hunt. Does he does he go back to the end of the season last year, Kareem Hunt or the beginning of the season, Kareem Hunt? What do you think? I think Kareem Hunt's going to have a great year. Do I think he's going to lead the league in rushing? No. Um, do I think he's going to finish as a top five running back? No. But I do think he's definitely going to finish um, top seven. Um, he's going to get the ball a ton. I know yep. they're trying to get him the ball more they, out of the— they, uh, learned, they learned from last year, like, hey, uh, maybe we should give it to this guy. Yeah, I mean, he, the fact that they just stopped really giving him the ball as much— um, and they weren't playing well, and they didn't really put two and two together. Really confused me. Um, but I think the Chiefs are going to have a great year this year. Um, post Mahomes, it's gonna is gonna do well. <laughs> All right, and uh, Los Angeles. The only thing I have to say about that is I just love their offense. You know, if you have one of those catalysts in their offense, um, you know, especially Melvin Gordon or Keenan Allen, like good for you. Yeah, I mean, talk about both of them are just going to get volume. I'm a big volume guy. Oh, always have been. Guy. Always will. Um, Turn it up. And- yeah, and I just think, um, yeah, you don't even don't even hesitate in starting um, yep. really any of the Chargers, right, um, on the offensive side. You know, but even like even if you go past their 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 number one guys, they uh, most of their guys that are going to be involved have some DFS value. Um, now we got two two former Smash Mouth teams. They met in the Super Bowl, um, but they're both kind of you know, if I'm not mistaken, they're both kind of in a little bit of a lag or a slump right now. That's Seattle versus Denver. Not too much excites me about this game. We do have the question of, uh, you know, of of the running back in Seattle. But again, it's eh, whatever. You know, Russell Wilson's going to be good. Uh, Doug Baldwin will be good. Um, Denver side of the ball. I mean, you want to just talk about that? Maybe you know they got Royce Freeman, who looks like he's taken the job. So what's the what's there to talk about there? It's not like uh, Devontae Booker's going to catch him, but they have some uh, some wide receiver talent. Yeah, I with mean, a quarterback now. Yeah, something that excites me about the Chargers isn't the veteran wide receivers it's the rookies I mean I'm telling you right now Cortland Sutton is gonna have an unbelievable year um I think yeah I think towards the end of the year he's gonna be a he's gonna be a flex um plug-in I'm telling you right now I think he's that good um and I think he has the talent and the ability to really uh to really win some games for Denver yeah I mean I think that the thing that's been lacking from, you know, you mentioned not the veterans, but just kind of grouping them all together. They've been lacking is that they haven't really had that steady quarterback um, in a while. And I th- I do like Case Keenum. Not that he's a stud, but I think that he's going to uh, definitely, definitely uh, help Denver become more relevant in the passing game again. So I'm, I'm not going to argue with you there. We do have a, a game that's, again, you know, who knows what you want to make of this game. Washington versus Arizona. Alex Smith now the leading the helm of the Redskins. We have David Johnson's return, so there's a couple different storylines in here that are pretty uh, pretty good. But um, up to you and uh, you know, what are you thinking of this game? You know, one thing I want to see is if Adrian Peterson um, can produce. I was someone last year that when he was with Arizona, I picked him up. I started him that one week where I think he had like 35 carries for 150 yards, yeah. and I was like. Wow, like I, I was all in, all in on AP, and then the next three games he just Stunk. didn't 
yeah, he, you just couldn't find any open room. Seriously. Um, I like Chris Thompson. Not a lot of people are talking about Chris Thompson, but he looks the, good, right? I mean, the first half of the year last year, he was a top five running back. I think people forget that. Right. He was a guy everyone was trying to look at and trying to get and trying to, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I know he did get hurt and everything. He hasn't played in the preseason. And I know he did say he's not going to be 100% until November. But, I mean, I don't think Washington would play him if he wasn't 100%. Right. And he, and he is playing on Sunday. Right. Um, Dallas, Carolina. Zeke's going to eat. We know that. Um, do you have any faith in Alan Hearns on that Dallas side of the ball? Uh, not until I can see anything, but um, one one receiver I like is Michael Gallup, though. The, um, oh, do you? Yeah, the rookie. I mean, I just think he has the potential to be their new Des Bryant. I said it. So you're, trying to, you're trying to play him if uh, if 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 you have the uh, if he's cheap enough in DFS. Uh, I don't I don't know if I would do that. I'm him just a saying, week. watch out for him. All right, all right. I I respect that. I think we uh, I'm pretty much totally out on the Carolina side of the ball in terms of wide receivers. I don't know. Uh, I want to see it from DJ Moore. I don't necessarily know if Funchess is going to be able to. He, he I tr- put my trust in Funchess last year, and in the semifinal round, he just stunk. Who would you play in the semis? I played uh, I think I played you. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. And you also played Jonathan Stewart, too. Oh, well, you can't stew the brew without Jay Stew. That's true. Uh, let's, let's, not, let's not over-exaggerate, though. I think... Uh, I think I um, had some injuries to deal with, so it's not the biggest. Not that wasn't you didn't beat me at full strength, Cam. Alrighty. Um, but Christian McCaffrey, love him. Stud. Yep, stud. He's he's a stud, stud, stud. Cam Newton probably gonna have a good year. Yep. Um, C.J. Anderson's on my bench. I'm not I'm not dropping him until I see that offense. I could so see this team getting the ball down to the one yard line a lot and then just giving it to C.J. Anderson because. I mean, I realistically can't see that happening. I'm gonna be honest. I just hope that that happens. I'm hey, just, you never know. I'm just just hoping because I I'm I'm trying to get like 2015 CJ Anderson back, but I think he's got an uphill climb here. Um, let's move on to a newly acquired uh, Khalil Mack Chicago Bears versus a Green Bay Packers squad. This one's without Jordy Nelson, right? Um, yeah. That's pretty interesting. You think uh, you think Devontae Adams is as as hyped up, and I think he's gonna live up to it. What do you think? You know, something about the Packers offense um, that I don't think a lot of people really uh, understand is is when Aaron Rodgers plays, it doesn't matter who's on the field. Right. He's going to find the open guy, and he's that talented. He's, he's, like, he's like Tom Brady. It doesn't matter um, really who's on the field. Um, it doesn't matter if you have a bunch of first-round picks or just undrafted free agents. Aaron Rodgers is that good where he's going to make people look better. Right. Um, and you, if you put that together with Devonte Adams, who has proven to be good, um, I think he's going to have a great year. I think so too. I don't know about living up to the hype because he is so hyped up getting drafted real early. I'd love to see him do it. I after he like faked, and I'll say it. I know this is a bad thing. I don't think that that was as bad of a concussion as he had last season. I kind of got like a uh, you know he doesn't really play hard vibe, and I know that that's a wild take after he got hit. Um, over the middle there and everything, but he played the next week. So it was a little weird. He has had the issues in the past, um, concussion wise, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the, I hope Devontae Adams is good, but I really don't trust him yet. And it's probably a weird, like personal thing. Um, what about Chicago, Mitch Trubisky, you know, you got Allen Robinson's now on that team, Jordan Howard, who I, uh, I think is going to have a pretty good year. What do you think of those, uh, those three in particular? Yeah. I mean, um, 
they're not anyone. Um, none of those players are people I would start um, for DFS. Yeah. Um, um, I think Allen Allen Robinson has the potential to be real good, and I think Mitch Trubisky is going to have a great year. I think this is a big year for him to prove a lot of people um, prove a lot of people because. Um, Remember, the Bears traded up to get Trubisky right. um, over quarterbacks such as Mahomes and right. Watson. Right. So he's got a they they yeah right. And um, I do think I think that that's I think he's going to be able to feed off them just being a better team this year. And their defense is scary, like scary. And I think that if you have a good defense, that can just fuel your team. And uh, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but I think it's easier to play quarterback when you know you have a good defense behind you. I mean, Chicago hands down had the best off season um at anyone in my in my personal if you're a bears fan you are you're like the celtics fan um of last year you know it's like you have these guys coming into the team new guys guys that look better draft picks it's like they that's going to be a really really good defense to watch and that off season couldn't have been pulled off better yeah i mean i mean chicago chicago if you can hear me right now good things are to come i promise you that yeah, seriously. Uh, we Next up, we have a game that, like, I don't know, maybe I just want to talk about Golden Tate, if what he's going to do. Marvin Jones, the receivers in Detroit. But the New York-Detroit game, other than those Detroit receivers, I'm, I don't know. I have no 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 overly interest in playing or or starting any of those guys. Who do you What do you think? You know, um, I'm just, from a purely just football fan, not talking about fantasy, um, that game intrigues me for one thing only. I want to see Sam, Sam Donald yeah, play. That's fair. Um, not starting with fantasy though, right? Oh no, no, no! I'm not a I'm not a Jets fan. Um, and I'll be honest, I wasn't a huge Donald guy coming out of the draft. But I mean, he looked great in the preseason. Um, they traded away Teddy Bridgewater for a reason. Um, right. They have faith in this guy, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Right. Um, Primetime football. I'm I'm with you. I'm excited to see that just for him. I want to see if the 21 year old, crazy how young he is, can uh, can actually lead a team that's been in the uh, the crapper for a while. Now let's. Uh, how about this game that closes off Week One of the NFL season? Los Angeles, who's maybe maybe the most hyped up offense coming into this year for 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 pretty good reasons against the Oakland Raiders. Um, Todd Gurley, obviously a, a lock. Jeff uh, Jared Goff, definitely a guy that you can play. Um, Brandon Cooks, you know, wide receivers out there. We talked about Cooper Cup. That's just an offense that has a lot going on. Then you get to the Oakland side of the ball, and it's kind of like a meh. You know, I don't think I don't. I think I think they're gonna get stomped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the amount of talents the Rams acquired within the past uh, couple months has been crazy. I mean, they're they're front runners for the Super Bowl right now. I mean, you got that defense. You've got yeah, that offense. You, like, and yeah, is... you you added Brandon Cooks. Um, you got Cooper Cup. You, I mean, you really, really, really can do really whatever you want um, on offense if you're Sean McVay. So he must be smiling um, from ear to ear right now with that offense. Yeah, and and then, but then you look at the other side of the ball, and you have you have a guy like uh, um, you have an offense like like Oakland's where they have Marshawn Lynch, who's like, uh, yeah, he's good, but like, how good is he going to be? Um, and then you have a guy like Jordy Nelson who's like, okay, well, he's always been a big name, but is he going to be good in this offense? It's, it's, um, it's, it's a little, it's a little, eh, like I said, this, this, this game is a meh game to me. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's, it's definitely not as exciting as maybe the, 
maybe the Patriots Texans or maybe the uh, Chiefs Chargers. Um, but there's definitely um, it's definitely worth staying up for if you like offense. All right. Yeah, I think I think that that's a it's 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 week one of the, the NFL season. You're going to watch that game, right? Yeah, everyone's I mean, going to watch it's football. That game. We it's, wait. It's, we waited and waited and waited for this. Waited. Now it's finally here. Let's sit back and enjoy. Yep. So uh, so, Cam, we're hitting everything we need to hit there. That's 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 all we got. We do have one thing I want to talk about. And that's our uh, our signed jersey giveaway going on on our Twitter right now. So there's still time. There's three more days before Cam announces the winner. So if you go to at RogerThatPod on Twitter, all you got to do is retweet, like it. Make sure you're following us and tag tag a buddy below. Right, Cam? Yeah, I mean, um, it's a good opportunity. It's the first year we're doing this. Um, we will kind of want to thank, thank the fans for kind of um, propelling us into this position. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten a lot of um, a lot of questions, just a lot of feedback on what we could do better, what we're doing great, um, and just to show how appreciative we are, we are giving away a signed Corey Davis jersey. Um, it's certified and everything. Um, Hell yeah! And you can get that for free if you just go to Roger That Pod, um, and all you got to do, um, like Evan was talking about, is make sure you're following us. Um, retweet like it and then just tag a friend and you could win a Corey davis signed jersey for free and all it takes is literally 30 seconds of your time it's an authentic jersey too you know the stitched on and everything this is this is this is a it's it's awesome that we're doing this even before the season you know we're we're banking that we're gonna have a a really really productive season and like cam said that's kind of that's kind of speaking volumes to how uh interactive you guys have been the listeners and the fans out there so that's just a this is just a given back and, and and cam's definitely saying thank you to everyone so um good opportunity like cam said go over all you got to do is retweet follow and and tag a friend come on we're not we're not asking you to go through hoops and ladders here but um you know if you do want to also follow maybe it'll up your chances i'm not sure you can follow cam on twitter at roger that cam um you can and roger that underscore cam you can follow me on twitter at ev guy boston e-v-g-u-i-b-o-s-t-o-n and uh, you know, check out check out our podcast. This is gonna be last year was only on guybostonsports.com. Now that we have the audience, now that we're we're hitting uh, new numbers and downloads, we are gonna be on. Let me just go through the list, Cam. And I'm just doing predictions here, but I feel confident we're gonna be on iTunes. We're gonna be on Google. We're gonna be on Spotify. We're gonna be on Stitcher, Radio Public, uh, Anchor FM. We're gonna you name it. We're gonna be on that platform. Yeah, I mean, we're excited this year. We have a couple. Uh surprises in store this year um so follow us you'll find out all that information and all i'm gonna say is um we're gonna be doing a lot of giveaways um and trust me you're gonna want to see some of these giveaways because they are ridiculous yeah and uh you know what as always we're also gonna shout out andreas our third member here was not able to make the episode opening night andreas already skimping it you know, one thing about Andreas right now is I think he's a little he's a little excited. He made a big trade today um, before the season started. He got Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so he's I think he's just kind of. Um, yeah, he's he's taking a breather because he now has Gurley and Elliott. Yeah, but um, can he can he repeat as champion? I guess we'll see. You'll hear from Andreas um, on Andreas's take of the week. Um, but Evan, it, it was a good episode one. and. Um, football's back yeah so here we go we got dre's take of the week and then we'll talk to you guys next week
All right, boys, Dre's take of the week. Lock it in. Amari Cooper, bounce back season. 10 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. Lock it in. It's happening.